This is Shifting Our Schools episode 94. Learning happens in the process of creating, not the product being created. Listen up, educators. Are you looking to take your classroom to the next level? The technological shift in education is happening right now. If you're looking to integrate technology into your classroom, you're in the right place. Welcome to Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. Welcome back to Shifting Our Schools. Thank you for tuning in and subscribing to us in your favorite podcast player. I can't thank those of you enough who have taken the time to leave a review and rating for us in your favorite podcast player, whatever that might be. It helps me to see what episodes and what conversations interest you the most, as well as help promote the podcast to other educators. If you haven't left a rating or review, I would greatly appreciate it. It helps to motivate me to continue to create these episodes and to share my thinking and helps to highlight great teachers around the world as well. It's comments like the one from at Jennings Crew 4 that was left on iTunes for me. And uh, this person writes, as a first year principal in a rural school district who is behind in technology, this podcast is perfect. As I am working towards shifting our school and implementing technology into the classroom, Jeff continues to have great speakers come on and share their wisdom and give ideas on the best ways to shift schools. Thanks, Jeff. Well, thank you, Jennings. I hope that I'm able to help in some small way. Overwhelmingly, the feedback about this podcast is that you all love hearing from other educators and what they are doing in the classroom. What's perfect is I love talking to other educators about what they are doing in their classroom. So if you know a teacher I should reach out to that is doing great work, or maybe you'd like to set up a time just to chat about your own classroom, I'd love to have a conversation with you. I'm often reminded of a great YouTube video that I'll link in the show notes and I play often during professional development days where I'm working with teacher and it's called, it's obvious to you, amazing to others. And it's so true. It's a great YouTube video. You can use it with your students, but I meet so many educators who tell me about things they are doing in their classroom that they all, and they all say the same thing. And I quote, but it's no big deal. Because it's obvious to you. That's why it's no big deal. Trust me, you are doing some amazing work. And my hope is I can help you share your obviousness to others so that they can see how amazing it is. Watch the video if you get a chance and then reach out to me and let's set up a time to chat and talk about the amazing stuff you do with students in your classroom. Just head over to sospodcast.org and click on the contact link and shoot me an email and let's find a time to chat. As many of you know, in episode 91, I read to you the recently peer-reviewed paper that Doreen Keller and I wrote this past year. If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend it to you, as it's the foundation in my mind how we need to think in this new connected world that we find ourselves teaching in. And teaching in a one-to-one classroom is not about the technology. You'll hear that over and over again, or the tools, but rather a mind shift that must occur if we're going to truly use the power of the world's information in the hands of students. That's really what this is about. Once we give students a device and we have to rethink a lot of what we do in the classroom and what knowledge acquisition can and should look like, Today, I'd like to reflect and share my thoughts on the second connectivism principle of learning that states, learning is a process of connecting specialized nodes or information sources. I want you to stop and reflect for a second. If you had something around your house that you needed to be fixed, let's say the dishwasher is making a noise and instead of calling a plumber right away, you decide to try and figure out what's causing the noise and how to fix it. Now, right there, we have very distinct learning opportunities. One, we must first figure out what the problem is. We call this being a problem finder. 
We're not given a problem by our teacher or given a problem by someone else. We have an internal problem that we are trying to solve. Secondly, once we have located the problem, we must then learn and try and fix it in the moment. And those are two really interesting learning opportunities. And crazy enough, it's just how we live in today's connected world. So I'm going to guess you're going to head to Google and type in something like GE dishwasher model number 7547 is making a thumping noise when running. You are instantly given a results page that in this crazy world we live in probably has a title of a web page or a video with that exact phrase in it. Isn't that just amazing? This is the moment that this principle takes hold. You must now connect nodes of information from different sources to learn something new. You might read a blog post, watch a video or two, and all along you are learning. You learn something from this video that you reread on that blog, and then it re- it's reinstated again in another video. You're watching videos, taking the pieces that apply to you and ignoring the pieces that don't. You are learning by connecting all this information that you have at your fingertips from different sources and applying it right now to your situation. You're not applying this next week. You're not applying this in three months. You're applying it right now to an intrinsic situation that you find yourself in. Then, when you finally believe you know what the issue is, you've already on your way to probably solving the problem. You want and read some more, you rewatch some videos, try a few more sources, probably do a new Google search that is maybe something like GE dishwasher, model number 7547, upper arm hitting silverware tray. You get more sources of information, some of them the same and some new, and you learn more. Then you do, right there in the moment, you do the thing you just learned about. You apply your new learning instantly to a situation and you solve it. Then you step back, you look at your work, and you're so excited you run and tell your spouse, honey, I fixed the dishwasher. He or she gives you a great job and you feel good about your accomplishment. Now, getting the great job is your getting an A on your assignment. However, this is not where the learning occurred. You get an A on your final project because that's all your spouse saw. That's all they wanted and how they are going to assess you. Does the dishwasher not make a noise anymore is your assessment. And it's a yes or no, pass or fail grade. Now, showing results is part of the grade for sure. But if we're really interested in assessing learning, the final project or product is not where the learning happens. The learning happens in the doing, doing research, connecting information sources, trying something out, trying again, learning, watching more videos, reading more websites, and doing again. That's where the learning occurs. So I ask you, do you assess just the presentation or the creation of the presentation? Do you assess the final writing or the rough draft and edits along the way? Do you assess the final answer or all the steps to solving the equation? How do you make sure that you are assessing the learning and not just the product of that that was learned? Again, projects are great. 
They are the results of the creative process and they must factor into the overall results. However, if we are really interested in assessing learning, that does not happen in the product. It happens in the process of creating the product. It happens in the selection of what information to read or watch. It happens in the trial and errors of creation. It happens in the re-watching and relearning of a new skill. It happens in making the connections between a video that someone else made and the actual problem I have in front of me and trying to determine are they the same problem. This is a great time of year to reflect on how often are you assessing learning versus the product of learning. How might you have to rethink your lessons, units, or just your approach so that you can gather or collect something that shows learning occurring in the moment? What might that look like for you, your students, your situation? If you have a great strategy or ways that you gather evidence of learning happening in the process, not just the product, would you mind sharing those with all of us so we can all be amazed at what is obvious to you? and we might still be struggling with, head over to sospodcast.org and click on Flipgrid at the top right-hand corner and leave us a quick video of how you assess learning when it's happening in the process of creating and not just assessing the product of what was created. Thanks, and until next time, I'll see you on the network. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit sospodcast.org, facebook.com slash Jeff Udick, and on Twitter at judick. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time on Shifting Our Schools.